Hi, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, and welcome to the Passion Mama podcast. Each episode, I interview a guest about modern motherhood to address its challenges, but more importantly, to celebrate its opportunities. From prenatal experts to postnatal health specialists, nutritionists, mums, and mums to be, I ask them to share their insights and stories with us. Welcome to Passion Mama in Conversation. Welcome to another episode of Passion Mama in Conversation. Um, this week we are joined by Sophie Horn. Sophie is a mama of two and founder of Sprout, which is the first ever discount platform for new and expecting parents. Think of your Sprout membership as a student discount that you can use on maternity leave. Hello Sophie, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Are you managing to get outside and enjoy this beautiful weather that we've been having in the UK? Yes, I am. It's been a little um, little hot for toddlers with fair skin, but um, managed to go out for a nice walk yesterday and do some exploring and get some fresh air. Um, so it's been lovely. Good. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, no problem. I, we've got lots to cover, really. I want to talk about, obviously, about Sprout and your company, but also the fact that you recently gave birth during the global pandemic. So maybe we will start with that. Um, how old is your little one now? Your littlest little one now? Um, so he is coming up to five weeks this Thursday. Um, so I gave birth right in in lockdown when we were all sort of very much housebound. Can you just talk us through that? I guess maybe the bits before um, you actually had to give birth, um, what was kind of going through your mind? Um, you know, did you have to, because obviously this is your second. Yeah. Were there any things that you had to do a little bit differently this time around? Um, I think it was all really, unnerving to be honest um going into lockdown sort of at the end of my pregnancy I'd convinced myself that I would be early as well as I'm sure a lot of a lot of mothers do um I was late with my first and I really didn't think that would happen this time um so sort of had kind of hoped that that would would very much happen because my due date was smack bang in the middle of of when we were about to, we were meant to be hitting peak um in the UK so that was really um really nerve-wracking um just sort of you know all of the unknown um watching the news every day um it, it was quite an anxious time um in terms of what i did differently um i guess you know not having the freedom to to kind of think about where our toddler was going to go when we when we give, gave birth um that was that was something that we really had to think about and plan for and prepare um we had to make sure that we all isolated and we were really strict about that um with who who took him for the night um so that we were kind of doing everything right and making sure that it was the right thing for us um, and our nerves um, and also everything that was going on um I made sure that I revisited my hypnobirthing course um, that I'd, I'd, I'd already purchased, but just made sure that I kind of did as much research as I could to help me feel in control of the labour um, and positive about it, um, given the change in, in circumstances and the kind of the, other, the unknown, I guess, and, you know, the midwives not having all the answers because they didn't really know. Gosh, I mean, it must have been a really, really scary time um, 
for you um, and for, I guess, and everyone that's kind of had to sort of live through that. Um, you, there was a stage, I think, during the lockdown where husbands weren't even allowed or partners weren't allowed in the room for the birth. But, I, but you mentioned that your husband was, was with you, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So um, he wasn't allowed to go to any of the appointments in the in the kind of later stages of the pregnancy. Um, and I was late, by the way. <laughs> I was uh, 10 days late. So having thought I'd be early, um, I went went to nearly 42 weeks, which became quite, <laughs> quite stressful, just because I was so desperate for him to arrive. So every appointment that I had, um, my husband Adam couldn't come to. Um, and I think the first time that I went to the hospital during lockdown, um, was probably the most scary time because I hadn't been outside for a while um, I was doing everything I could to um, I guess you know isolate in the best way um, my husband was doing the supermarket shopping which is which is amazing um, and I went to the hospital for the first time and I hadn't been exposed to everyone wearing masks and it all being really really different so that first appointment was tough but once I'd got that out of the way it became easier to manage um, so although he hadn't been there for the appointments, I got used to that quite quickly because um, I had to go in for quite a few, so that was fine. Um, I was induced because I was 10 days late, so he couldn't be there for that part. Um, so I, I, he dropped me off at the hospital um, at 9am and it was, it was a really weird experience. He dropped me off at the, the back doors of the hospital. I got out with my little suitcase and said, you know, I'll see you later at some point. But I don't know when that's going to be because I don't know how the labour's going to go um, and that was definitely a really anxious time not knowing how my labour was going to progress and when he would when he would join me at which part um, but he was definitely there for the birth um, when when our son was born which was lovely so I was really lucky to have him there. Gosh so there could have been a time when you know if you were induced without him there could it have been possible that you would have given birth and he might have missed it? Well, that was my that was my worry with yeah. it all. Um, I was induced with my first baby, um, and it all, you know, I was I was there for a couple of days while I was being induced because they they were monitoring and you know um, it was a bit of a, um, a slower process. Um, and because of COVID, they were um, doing what they could to get you out of hospital as soon as you could, basically, and, and not have you in there for very long. So. Um, my worry was that it was going to progress really quickly and we wouldn't know what stage I was at. So with my first, when everything started happening, I progressed really, really quickly and didn't realise how far along I was. So I, I, I said to my husband, that's, you know, that's what I'm worried about, that, you know, then no, we're not going to know actually how far along I am and it's all going to happen really fast and then you won't be there. Um, or actually more than anything, I wanted him there for the, um, you know for the labour for when you're having the contractions because it's so great to have that support um, during the pain and have someone else there to help you make those decisions if you're not able to um, and I just wanted to make sure that that bit he wasn't um, going to miss but I was I was I was really lucky in that um, I actually I was induced and nothing happened <laughs> so I actually spent the day in the hospital reading a book on a birthing ball um, which for those of you that have toddlers um, I mean, you never get to read a book. So it was it was not nice. That's not the right word to, to use, I guess. But it was it was so calm because there are no visitors on the wards. Um, so I sort of sat there and enjoyed my book. And then it didn't start happening until the, the early hours of the evening. And 
it, it, we were able to to know exactly what was going on and make sure that he arrived in time. That's, I mean, as you say, it's not nice, but um, what a, I guess, kind of unique experience as well that you kind of went through. Yeah. Um, what about after the birth? So, so your little one joined you, and then did your husband have to leave? How were you? How were you? Kind of, how was the discharging process from hospital this time around versus? What happened the first time when we when it wasn't um, in such kind of lockdown? Yeah, much faster. But um, I was very aware of them still doing all of the checks that they needed to, to, to do. So, you know, making sure that you and the baby are very much OK and ready to leave. Um, so similar to with my first, but I guess they were just doing what they could to speed up and get you out as quickly as possible. So, um, yeah, Adam had to leave. So we had an hour together after Leo was born. Um, and that was really lovely. And then he went home and that was really strange. We were texting each other. I had quite a fast labor. It was only four hours. So he arrived at the hospital at half six and by 10 o'clock, Leo had been born so when he got home at half 11 he we both just were sort of in shock we sort of texting each other saying did that actually just happen <laughs> like um how you know very very surreal and um he I think it was harder for him um in all honesty being away from me and and Leo and not being able to be there for his early hours um and the staff were incredible um so I felt very well looked after. I felt really safe. It was really clear that everyone was doing what they could to protect you and get you out as soon as possible. Um, and I was out the next day um, after all the checks were done, which was which was so nice. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and so and so you're back at home now. Yeah. How are you, how are you feeling about? Um, I mean, I was going to say how are you feeling about visitors and stuff, but I suppose you. You technically still can't have any. How are you? How are you? How are you feeling about you know if you if you are able to go out and meet now we can do six people from six different. Yeah. You know, how how are you feeling about that side of things and, and taking your little one and toddler out into this sort of new post-COVID type environment? Really nervous, if I'm honest. I think it's in a way been nice to not have visitors as much as we loved all the visitors we had the first time round, um, you know, that's what we chose to do. It's been lovely to bond with Leo and have that time. Um, and also just adjust to being a family of four, um, because actually, you know, getting my eldest Toby to adjust to having a new baby in the house um, has been something that we've had, had to do. He's still too young to really know what's going on, but he definitely knew that something had changed. In terms of going out and seeing people, um, happily go out for a walk and meet someone you know with Leo on a carrier but it's keeping Toby away as a toddler who runs around constantly that's not something that will be very easy um and I just feel quite nervous about about it in general um as, as I'm sure so many people do um we've even talked about not sending him back to nursery um because we're just not sure how that's going to go and what it means um and I guess that you know when Todd, when toddlers join nursery, they get every bug under the sun, don't they? So um, I guess our worry is, of course, that he will get COVID. But um, aside from that, you know, every time he comes home with a with a bug in a temperature, are we going to have to then isolate, um, you know, go through the testing process? So there's lots of different things to, to think about, um, which I think is why we feel feel quite anxious. But on the other side, I'm really keen to get back to the 
you know the, the new normal and, and get out and about again and I guess the longer you leave it the harder it gets yeah that's really interesting yeah. I, mean, I hadn't I hadn't um really you know I you know you forget if, if the kid picks something up which they tend to really easily then you know how does that you know how does that impact the households and as you say yeah. isolate just in case because you'll never know until uh you've waited seven to 14 days or however long that the requirements are now i, I can't remember but I'm not surprised yeah. it's, it's a lot to think about <laughs> there's a lot to think about you're it's right a lot, it's a lot to think about on top of the worry of just getting the virus so um you know and that's the biggest thing isn't it but um i guess we all have to try and get back to normal at some point we can't live like this forever really can we i guess we we adjust and we do what we can but we have to see people family and friends it's so important for our mental health so it's just making sure we do it in in a way that doesn't cause distress to others or yourself but also um it keeps your mind sane and and keeps us happy yeah i couldn't agree more and i think there is a really fine line between trying mm. to protect your physical health and then as well as your mental so let's let's talk a little bit about um, kind of Toby and Leo and kind of living as a family of four, as you said. Um, some families say that when a when a new newborn comes along, that the baby kind of just fits in and it kind of just works. Others say it's double the amount of work. How are you finding that? You know, do you talk to Toby about? Um, you know, did you talk to me about the arrival of Leo and who Leo is? And are you doing anything kind of proactively? Or are you going to just kind of leave it to happen sort of na more naturally than that? Yeah, um, we did a bit of reading, but I think we're going for the winging it approach, if I'm honest. Um, I, I would say that it's a combination of the two um, where yeah leo is absolutely gonna have to fit around toby toby's got a routine and the routine works for him and it makes him more manageable and it makes our lives easier um toddlers like routine um so leo is going to just have to fit around that and you know for example today i had to change toby's nappy which meant i had to put leo down um he was sleeping on me um and he kicked off and started crying and you know with your first you can go to the baby whenever they need you but i had to just let leo cry because the nappy was a priority and just had to get on with that task um so he will just have to work around toby and and hopefully that means he will fit into that routine and at some point they will be on similar patterns um but it is also really full-on and at times does feel like double the work i guess you know i'm really lucky that i have adam um you know is so so supportive and so hands-on um so right now he's working in the kitchen carrying carrying Leo and just standing up on his laptop um, so that I can do this which is um which is so great but um you know we've lost a pair of hands we used to have two pairs of hands to deal with Toby and now we've got one um because one's dealing with Leo so um it's definitely a challenge um and and a lot more work and I'm sure that will continue but it but at the same time it's wonderful it's lovely to have to have the four of us all together and I'm looking forward to seeing the boys develop a really lovely relationship and becoming friends. Gosh, that's a really lovely way of, that's a really good way of putting it, the kind of the sets of hands that are available to look after. Yeah. Um, it's very, um, it's very apparent that we've lost a set of hands. I can imagine. And I'm also really conscious that your husband is of Leo whilst we're on this, um, oh, no, whilst we're recording this. So, um, um, and I appreciate that, you know, um, 
family of four is very different to family of three. Um, and you've, you've spoken about, um, you know, Adam being at home and working. Let's talk about your work now. Now, you obviously, why don't we, you know, tell us a little bit about Sprout um, and kind of what it offers. So, um, so Sprout um, came up with the idea when I was on maternity leave with Toby. Um, I had my hair cut and um got a discount from a local promotion um and sort of had this bit a bit of a light bulb moment where i thought i really should get a discount because i'm on maternity leave and maternity pay <laughs> um and that was kind of where where the idea came from talked a lot about it with my husband and friends and family and started evolving it um, and then decided to not go back to my role at the end of maternity leave and take a little bit of a risk um and start this up um so essentially it's an online discount platform for new and expecting parents so the idea is that you you join any point between your pregnancy and your baby turning one um and you um sign up and get 18 months um, of membership where you can access discounts across leading brands and retailers um and the idea is to really support those I guess riding the newborn storm, as I, I often say, um, it's a, it can be a rocky and turbulent time. It's wonderful in so many ways, but it's such a big change to go through. Um, it's an expensive time. Um, babies, you know, as much as you can get things secondhand, of course, and, and you don't have to have everything um, and don't have to get sucked into buying everything. It, it is expensive. They do need stuff. They do grow. Um, and you still want to buy things for yourself as well. You know, you go through a huge identity change um and and kind of wanting to be able to buy things for yourself um you know is still is still important so getting that, those discounts when you're on like maternity pay paternity pay or shared parental leave pay at you know a time when your household income takes a bit of a hit um i think is a nice to have but also something that we should have so um you know it's it's growing um we've got lots of customers that are signed up to the platform which is really positive we've got some great brands like jojo mama bebe seraphine mama mio lv latched packed coffee real variety um and it's really early days we're still changing things um you know want as much feedback as possible um and hopefully it will continue to grow it's really exciting it's really cool and i love it and thank you i think it's a it's a brilliant idea. And even, you know, if, if you know, I, I've got lots of friends who are having kids at the moment and I always want to buy, you know, you know, as Passion Mama as a brand, we're here to support the woman as well as the baby. And so I always think, okay, what can I buy the mum? What, what will, what will mum need? Yeah. What will parents need. And actually, um, you know, a subscription to Sprout doesn't sound so bad. I think it would yeah. be a great, a great gift. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned, um, kind of people being, you know, it's when you have this sort of aha moment when you are on mat leave um, with uh, Toby, but this time around you're obviously running your own company um, and you've just, you know, are you taking mat leave from your own company? Are you able to, I guess, switch off because it's your own company or not, let, not so much, you know, like how are you juggling, I guess, a newborn, um, a new family unit and also essentially a new company running sort of at the same time it's really hard yeah um if i'm really honest it's really difficult i said um before leo was born that i would um you know adam was having two two weeks of paternity leave so 
it, he would take over with Sprout for those two weeks to make sure that I could just really be there for the feeding and I guess the recovery of the birth because I had no idea how my birth would be and how much time I would need to recover which we did do um but I love it I love Sprout I love I love what I feel I feel so passionate about it and I feel so pleased with how how it's doing you know we've had a, a really great couple of months recently um where we made the memberships free to help support everyone um with how uncertain times are and it it, it you know we've got lots of customers joining and it, it seems silly to step away from it but um the mum guilt um is is powerful um you know the emotion um, of mum guilt um, takes over when you become a mother um, in every single way and you know everything that you do you question um, and I do find myself thinking I don't want to look back on this time and think you know why did I you know why wasn't I there you know 100 million percent for the boys and and thinking about about Sprout you know should I have stepped away and just been really really present but it's hard it's it's um I feel really, like I said, I feel really passionately about Sprout and I'm trying to build something. It's, it's not a hobby. It's a, it's a business. Um, and I'm, what I'm trying to do is only work or check my phone when both the boys are asleep. So at the moment that's difficult because they're not on the same schedule and we don't have evenings because Leo is awake and feeding, etc. But I know that that time will come when things will calm down. Um, and and Adam's very hands-on with Sprout as well, helps out when he can, so we can share some workload when possible. Um, so that's kind of how I'm managing things, but it's it's easier said than done, especially with social, because you want to keep your account active and build a community, but if you can't be on it um, and be present, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it sounds... <sighs> I mean, it, it sounds it's hectic. It's yeah, it is. And as you say, I think, um, you know, I, 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 I've spoken to so many women who have started companies um, whilst either on maternity leave or had the idea so that when their new, you know, when their new arrival is there, um, sometimes it does help almost um, with the kind of um, recovery after birth to have something that's not just all-encompassing and making you just money but actually kind of grounding you a little bit and giving you purpose beyond that I, I, I definitely do, I, I completely see not that I've experienced it myself but I completely sort of could understand um the power of of mummy guilt and and how a more kind of I guess strong emotion that is but I guess we've just got to remember sometimes that you know we're never just one thing are we we're never just a mum we're never just a businesswoman we're never just a daughter we're all of those things combined and so I think yeah. Yeah, I think the struggle is being able to share the time in a way that makes you feel comfortable which I guess is the challenge definitely and it's about doing the things that you want to do um you know I when I question what I'm doing I I bring myself back to the fact that I came up with the idea of Sprout when I was on my first maternity leave and that's because I was craving some mental stimulation um I loved you know um being a mum and um you know building a new network of support and and friends and having the time to go for walks with my baby on maternity leave and have coffee and but the reality of maternity leave is so different to to what you think it's going to be it's not sitting around and having coffee a cake all day yes you have those days but they're really difficult days and really difficult nights really difficult weeks 
um, and you're alone a lot of the time um, with, with a baby that doesn't talk to you. So you naturally are going to want that mental stimulation. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you're, you're, you're at home, you're working, you're mothering, you're wifing, you're everything else. Do you find time to do stuff for yourself ever? Do you, do you manage to, you know, and maybe, maybe working on Sprout is a form of self-care actually. Um, given that it is, you know, your, your other baby. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you do anything for, for yourself? And if you do kind of, what, what does that look like for you? Um, I mean, I love to exercise, but I ha genuinely have no idea when I'm going to be able to do that now. I'm a mum of two. Um, I just, you know, in my maternity leave with Toby, that was a really big, um, played a really big part. I did a lot of exercise with him. I did carry fit where you wear your baby in a sling and do a hit session and I, I loved I loved it I went to the classes and did it online um I you know I followed the fit app um did stuff at home and I really want to do that all this time around as well I really want to regain my fitness um and work on that but I just don't know when when I'll be able to do it I mean I think I'll have to get up at like four or five o'clock <laughs> to squeeze a workout in, in, but you're right. Sprout is definitely some, a form of self-care. I find at the moment, if I have, a t I have any time to sit down and switch off, you know, if both the boys are asleep, I genuinely want to, to work. I want to switch my computer on and I want to see what's going on. Um, I want to engage with, with all of the kind of social activity. Um, you know, it, it's really important to me and, and I really enjoy doing it. So that definitely is, is self-care and is keeping me sane through all the lack of sleep <laughs> i'm glad and if it makes you feel any better sophie i'm a fitness instructor and i have not done nearly barely any exercise compared to what i was doing before really yeah so so don't be too hard on yourself with that we're all moving at a at a lower pace than before so um don't put Probably too good thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so this has been really, really interesting to talk to you. And thank you so much for being so open and honest and kind of sharing um, your experiences. I've just got one last question, I guess. To anybody who's listening who is expecting to give birth in a few weeks, and I, and I appreciate that, you know, um, rules and regulations of lockdown are constantly changing. So yeah. now may be very, very different to, to what you experienced five weeks ago. But... What, I guess, what advice could you give to somebody who's expecting to give birth in the not so distant future? Obviously everyone's really different, but I really believe that knowledge is power. Um, so research whatever you can, look at, look at your local hospital guidelines um, and what they are, you know, it, it, for example, in my hospital, the water births were closed, whereas other hospitals haven't done that. So I knew straight away that that was taken away from me, but, um, it ripped the plaster off and I sort of dealt with it and moved on. Um, so have a look online at what your hospital's doing, ask your midwife. Um, I think, you know, have the confidence in the NHS that they're doing everything they can to protect you. None of these changes are, and decisions are being made to make it harder and more challenging for you. It's there to keep you and your little one safe and ultimately keep you out of the hospital as, um, um, you know, keep you, sorry, get, get you out of the hospital as quickly as possible. Um, the maternity wards are really protected when you're in there you feel like you're really removed from the rest of the hospital um and i think just you know keep telling yourself you can do this um your body can do this you can deliver this baby and it will be okay um everything will be all right 
that's incredibly good advice and a wonderful place to stop. Thank you so much, Sophie. No, um, thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you. Bye.